0: welcome to what about bob today is october 22nd 2020 in today's episode titled 50 reasons to leave Liberal- liberalism behind i have put together 50 reasons that should give anyone pause before voting democrat so please stay tuned i hope i'll give you something that you can enjoy Well, the election is just around the corner, and over the course of the campaigns, I've been flabbergasted, honest to goodness, trying to get, trying my hardest to understand how or why the polls consistently show President Trump behind. I mean, not just a little bit, but way behind. It seems as some of the mainstream media outlets get downright giddy when reporting that the president trails former Vice President Biden upwards of 10 to 15 points, depending on which day it is. And whether it's Rachel Maddow or Chris Cuomo, when he's not joking on the air with his brother, they have assumed since the beginning that there is no way that the, quote, idiot Trump can win another term, and that the deplorables will finally get their get put in their place, and America can get back to where it needs to be, that meaning becoming a Bernie Sanders-designed socialist state. But I still don't get it. Is it true that going the way of Cuba and Venezuela is really what America wants? Have they not paid attention? Am I living in an alternative universe? Maybe. In past pieces that I've published on my website blog, as well as speaking about the president's accomplishments, I have begun to wonder if Americans are just too complacent, meaning they believe no matter who the president is or what the political party, or what political party makes up the majority, or either the Congress or the Senate, that our way of living, as well as the status quo, will not change all that much. Business will go on as usual. So I've decided to list 50 acts or promises or responses involving prominent Democrats or progressives. It should be bright red flags that signal where this country will head if the Democrats get control. And don't worry about me, I've got a nice cold beer next to me that uh, should last. And if I need to pause, I can certainly go refill it. But let's get started with number one. And let's start with the choice of Kamala Harris as Joe's running mate. According to GovTrack.us, an organization tracking U.S. Congress and information on lawmakers and their voting records, which touts itself as one of the oldest government transparency websites in the world. It said Harris, of course, a Democrat from California, was ranked most liberal compared to all senators in 2019. Number two. As reported in the Daily Wire, presidential nominee Joe Biden has persistently claimed that in his formative years as a teenager, he participated in the civil rights movement and spent significant time at a black church in Wilmington, Delaware, where he attended organizing sessions. But now people who have been vital members of the Union Baptist Church, where Biden says he was at, say they have no recollection of Slow Joe. As a teenager at the church and that he only met the church's pastor, his name's Reverend Otis Herring, after Biden became an adult. Now, Once again, this is Biden will say just about anything, which leads into number three. Reported in the Craig Congressional Post, quote, I got started out of an HBCU, Delaware State. HBCU meaning Historically Black College or University. I don't want to hear anything, he said, about Delaware State. And Mr. Biden went on and told an audience of a town hall event in South Carolina before the state's Democratic primary, quote, they're my folks. On Friday, the school, in, which is located in Dover, Delaware, confirmed that Biden's claim is not true. Biden was never a student there. Quote, Vice President Biden did not attend Delaware State University. This, according to Carlos Holmes, director of the news service for Delaware State, told the Washington Times, quote, however, he was commencement keynote speaker in 2003 and 2016, and during the former, he was awarded an honorary doctoral degree. I'm wondering now if they're thinking about taking it back. Number four, As Nancy Pelosi regularly lectured Americans about wearing protective masks and chiding President Trump on not wearing masks and encouraging his base to do the same, she was caught red handed getting her hair styled and not wearing a mask as all the rest of us had to do, had to, in a salon that California state politicians had closed due to the pandemic. But Nancy had the owner operator open it back up just for her. Number five. Patronizing potential black voters, Joe Biden said that police officers who were confronted by violent criminals should just shoot them in the leg. Now, I just did a podcast not so long about, ago about that, so that should speak for itself. Number six, after more than 100 nights of protest and riots the Democratic mayor of Portland continued to blame President Trump for the anarchy instead of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Continuing on to number seven, according to the New York Times, more than 6,400 residents have died in the state's nursing homes and long-term care facilities, representing more than one-tenth of the reported deaths in such facilities across the country. And of course, as you might well remember, this came as a result of Democratic New York Governor Andrew Cuomo ordering them into the homes. Number eight, New York Democratic Socialist Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez loudly opposed tax breaks that were to be offered to Amazon. And because of her campaign, Amazon made the decision to locate elsewhere, which ended up costing New Yorkers 23,000 jobs. I certainly would be unhappy. And number nine, once again in New York City, this time Democratic slash Socialist Mayor Bill de Blasio led the charge to defund the New York Police Department, the largest police department in the USA by a whopping $1 billion. Number 10, as part of the city's efforts to honor black New Yorkers, de Blasio and his wife and other elected officials and volunteers painted Black Lives Matter in bright yellow paint on Fifth Avenue between 56th and 57th Street, directly in front of Trump Tower. Quote, our city isn't just painting the words on Fifth Avenue. We're committed, we're committed to mean the meaning of the message, de Blasio tweeted. If only the New York Police Department could get even a fraction of the support from their pitiful mayor. Number 11, responding to BLM rioters. St. Louis couple Mark and Patricia McCloskey are ordered arrested, their guns confiscated, and in charge for defending their property and home against the thugs who had broken down their gate and was trespassing and threatening the couple couple who are white. The actions taken by Democrat Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner have been opposed by Missouri's Republican Attorney General as baseless and most likely will probably pardon them if they were even convicted, but I mean, even the craziness is becoming reality these days. Number 12, at a time when working Americans desperately need a much needed second stimulus, Nancy Pelosi stubbornly refused to compromise with House Republicans so as to keep costly benefits that would go to organizations such as the Kennedy Center. Yeah, that's real good, Nancy. Number 13, Congressman Adam Schiff, shifty Schiff, the Democratic Congress, excuse me, the Democratic California representative, continually lied about Trump and Russian collusion, even saying, according to the American thinker, that quote, "He's personally seen incontrovertible co- evidence, even though in no incontrovertible evidence was ever presented through the Mueller investigation." Number 14, once again, something that has to do with Shifty Shift. Ed Buck, an entrepreneur and very generous donor to Democratic candidates, including Adam Shift and Hillary Clinton, gets himself indicted for the killing of a young black gay man who Buck had preyed upon. It is announced later that he is also suspected in the murder of two other black males, BLM, Black Lives Matter. Sure. Right. Number 15, Jeffrey Tubin, journalist for The New Yorker and legal analyst for CNN. I'm sure you've watched him many times. And I might say a frequent and harsh critic of President Trump bash Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett. Quote, the idea that the fact that Barrett signed ads against abortion rights has no influence on how she will view abortion cases. I mean, it is just ridiculous as he mocked the the whole you know uh judicial inquiry of course no matter no what is ridiculous is Tubin ultimately gets suspended from cnn and the new yorker after he pulled an anthony weiner and exposed his penis during a video conference call and he's sitting here judging amy coney barrett 16. After Governor Cuomo publicly whines about how bad the COVID-19 pandemic has ravaged his state, President Trump moves the massive Navy hospital ship Comfort into New York Harbor. It departs after only treating 182 patients, leaving 90% of its facilities unused. And these people are out there accusing Trump of ignoring the virus. And yet it was acts like this and many, many more that Trump did respond with only to have Democratic uh, administrators thumb their nose at the president. Number 17, Michigan's Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer put heavy restrictions on Michigan residents regarding outdoor activity, including boating. One of those who attempted to ignore the governor's order was her husband who pleaded the marina to allow him to put his boat in the water and reminded the proprietors that he was the husband of the governor do what i say don't do as i do time out as i take a sip of my very cold beer <clears throat> that's good number 18 chicago mayor lori lightfoot issues orders the chicago police officers are not allowed to use tear gas against riders when officers are attacked with with riders and terrorists throwing rocks frozen water bottles, and anything else they could get their hands on. Police are left to defend themselves in what was deemed hand-to-hand combat with only their batons for defense. Number 19. As reported on the independent website, Mayor Eric Garcetti announced at a press conference on Wednesday night the city would identify $250 million in cuts so we can invest in jobs, in health, and education, and healing following demands from the Black Lives Matter movement and other activist groups to divest funding from the Los Angeles Police Department. Then in one week alone, between May 31st and June 6th, homicides in L.A. were up 250%, and the number of victims who had been shot rose 56%. Number 20, from the New American, quote, Far left activists, including four far left freshman congresswomen known collectively as the Squad, released their vision of a new, more socialist America, calling or called the Working Families Party People's Charter. That's a mouthful. The plan looks to push a potential Joe Biden presidency even further to the left than it already is. Uh, Yeah, I I question this idea that Joe's his own man. Number 21, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden vowed on his campaign website to ban online gun and ammo sales, limit gun sales, ban assault weapons, force gun owners into buybacks or registration, and various other restrictions. This, according to American military news. Number 22, Concerning AOC's Green New Deal, a study released by Libertarian Think Tank, the Competitive Enterprise Institute, and Power the Future, found that the average American household in Florida, New Hampshire, New Mexico, and Pennsylvania would be on the hook for more than $70,000 during the first year the plan was implemented. After the first year, families in these states would likely be required to pay about $45,000 for the next four years and more than $37,000 from there on out. How would we ever be able to afford that? 23. Despite Joe Biden insisting that he does not want to defund the police, during an earlier interview when asked if police money should be redirected, his response was, quote, yes. Absolutely. I'm sure you saw that before you didn't. 24. In an interview with Wolf Blitzer, when prodded as to why she refused to strike a deal with Republicans, and when Blitzer attempted to draw focus on the homeless, this is regarding the stimulus package, the second one, and when Blitzer attempted to draw focus on the homeless and drug addicts living on the street, Pelosi's reply was to say, quote, We meaning her and the rest of her crony politician scum, unquote. Or excuse me, feed them. We feed them. She was beating herself in the chest. We feed them. We feed them. Really, Nancy, what do you feed them? Cake? 25. Halfway there. In responding to a reporter's question about packing the Supreme Court, Joe Biden says curtly, no, they don't deserve to know. So much for transparency. Number 26. According to the Washington Post, in June of 2019, Senator Bernie Sanders proposed wiping away all $1.6 trillion of student debt in the United States, part of a broader plan to make public colleges and universities free. Senator Elizabeth Warren, meanwhile, has called for canceling up to $50,000 of individual student loan debts. It's estimated that Sanders' plan would cost the states $23 billion a year. Yeah, free. Let's wipe out. The debt's still going to be there. Twenty-seven, Senator Mazie Hirano. She's a winner. Democratic Senator and man-hater from Hawaii. Do I need to say more? Twenty-eight, Democratic vice presidential candidate and former prosecutor Kamala Harris, openly openly promoted a bail fund on her Twitter site that was designed to help free protesters being arrested at the violent riots in Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota. These are the people that burned and destroyed a great portion of a, what was once a beautiful city. Doesn't matter to Kamala. 29. On the second day of the Senate Judiciary Committee's confirmation hearings for Barrett, Senator Maisie Hirono, there she is again, asked the Seventh Circuit Court of Appeals judge if she had ever been involved in a sexual assault or discipline for sexual assault. What can you say about this? This is, this is a woman who's been outstanding, who had just gone through the whole process of being placed on the Seventh Circuit. But to ask a question like that of someone like... Judge Barrett? Oh my God. Number 30. AOC, in another spectacular and idiotic rant, declares, quote, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change. This inspires 16-year-old AOC wannabe Greta Thunberg to draw the left world's attention to her by ranting, quote, we are in the beginning of a mass extinction, unquote. I find this extraordinary considering the world's biggest polluter, Red China, has also the biggest population at 1.393 billion people. Number 31. At least 118 officers have separated from the Seattle Police Department this year. Democratic Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin, who once called the police-free autonomous zone in her city a block party amid a summer of love is now deeply concerned over the mass exodus, exodus taking place within the city's police department. What in the hell did she expect after she sought to drastically cut the police budget, abandon the police precinct, and allow the anarchists to take over the city? Number 32, this from the Federalists. Not only had democratic socialists from Minnesota, Elon Omar, engaged in anti-Semitic comments for years, but after winning election to Congress in 2018, she accused her new colleagues of having been bought by supporters of Israel, saying, quote, it's all about the Benjamins, baby, unquote. Not only was Omar treated to softball interviews from CNN and MSNBC, but she was also booked on the late night or the late show, With Stephen Colbert, where the leftist comedian gave her the full celebrity heroin treatment. The same thing happened with her Times Sunday magazine interview in which she was allowed to get away with explaining her talk of wanting to, quote, burn down everything in a year which mobs of Black Lives Matter protests have been trying to do just that. As this is how Omar explained it. Her comment was just metaphorical. Okay. Okay. 33. What an idiot she is. 33. According to the Association for Mature American Citizens, (laughs) the top 10 American cities for homelessness are sanctuary cities, which offer refuge to illegal immigrants, do not cooperate with federal law enforcement, and raise the price of low-rent housing for their citizens. In this group are Los Angeles. 55,000 homeless, Seattle, 12,000 homeless, San Diego, 9,000 homeless, San Jose, 7,000 homeless, San Francisco, much publicized, 6,000. But why are we worrying about them? Because Nancy Pelosi, as she said, we feed them, we feed them. And then Las Vegas, 6,000. Guess what the political affiliation of those mayors of those cities are? Thirty-four, one million people have fled New York City and the tri-state area, which encompasses New Jersey, Connecticut, and Long Island in the last nine years. Just in the last nine years. All controlled by Democrats. They're getting the hell out. Thirty-five, and where are those people leaving to? According to the American Legislative Exchange Council, uh, their board member, Stephen Moore, said, where are they going? Certainly. Florida, then Tennessee, Texas, Utah, North Carolina. And by the way, there's something similar about Texas, Tennessee, Florida. No income tax, and boy, does that make a difference. All are states run mainly by Republicans. 36, at the behest of California's Democratic governor and the Democratic-run state legislature, California's budget invests $25 million for a rapid response program to assist qualified entities in providing critical assistance to undocumented migrants during emergency situations when federal funding is not available. This investment supported the opening of a new migrant family shelter in San Diego earlier this year. And meanwhile, the homeless rate continues to grow with actual citizens living on the street and with little help and no shelter other than receiving cake from Nancy Pelosi. Time for number 37. CNN commentator Don Limon last August made the comment to his buddy Chris Cuomo that the supporters of President Trump are like cultists who need to be deprogrammed before they are allowed to vote. Isn't Don Limon funny? Wait, let me answer that. No. Number 38 as reported in the Daily Caller, quote, the Democratic presidential ticket's rejection of the correct interpretation of the Second Amendment helps to explain Biden and Harris's advocacy for blatantly unconstitutional gun control measures. And both Biden and Harris have called the ban and confiscate commonly owned semi-automatic firearms. Biden has made clear that his desired ban would extend to arguably the most popular firearms in America, meaning 9 millimeter pistols, unquote. As District Attorney of San Francisco, Kamala Harris signed on to an amicus curiae brief that argued the Second Amendment does not protect an individual right to keep and bear arms. Keep that in mind if you believe in the Second Amendment. 39. Biden says Biden O'Rourke is to lead his gun control push. The country needs you, Biden told O'Rourke. Democratic presidential candidate, former vice president Joe Biden speaks, says this after former Texas representative Beto O'Rourke endorsed him at a campaign rally. And speaking of endorsements, number 40, that former Georgia gubernatorial candidate, Stacey Abrams, who political history whose political history is about as bright as a scorched lightning bug, has continued her self-promotion. And yet Biden does listen when she speaks. And it was her who insisted that Biden pick a woman of color to be his vice presidential running mate, which, of course, wasn't Stacey Abrams and was Kamala Harris. Now it's being rumored, however, that Abrams might be a Biden pick to sit on the Supreme Court. Can you imagine Stacey Abrams and Sotomayor sitting next to each other? My gosh, the gaps in both their teeth would be uh, quite the uh, the uh, sight to see. Number forty-one. Remembering what former Republican, what a former Republican mayor of New York City, Mike Bloomberg now-term progressive Democrat, said about farmers, quote, I could teach anybody, even people in this room, to be a farmer. It's a process. You dig a hole, you put in a seed, you put dirt on top, add water, and bingo, up comes the corn, unquote. Well, I grew up on a farm, folks, if it were only that easy. And I'm sure the farmers in states like Wisconsin, Indiana, Ohio, Nebraska, Ohio, and every other Uh, every other American farmer disagrees with little Mike Bloomberg. Number 42, we turn our attention to Pete Buttigieg. And of course he has joined Joe Biden's transition team, which pretty much guarantees that he will be offered a high ranking position if Biden wins. And remember as the democratic mayor of South Bend, when there was racial strife in the city over a police shooting of a black man, when Buttigieg Buttigieg attempted to meet with a city residents. He wilted like a fall flower when tough questions were asked. Pete also said, Christian faith is going to point you in a progressive direction. Now, meaning that in his terms, to be a Christian, you must believe as he does. You must accept gay lifestyles, gay marriages, and offer special rights to the LGBTQ crowd. Number 43. Former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang, he had proposed giving every American citizen a guaranteed income of $12,000 a year. Now, if that's not socialist, then the what is. How much will that cost? Just figure it in with free college, free health insurance, and free Obama phones. Number 44, moving right along here, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, once again, was asked about the destruction of statues nationwide when a reporter pressed her on uh, one such toppling in Baltimore. Quote, shouldn't that be done by a commission or the city council? Not a mob in the middle of the night, throwing it into the harbor, the reporter asked. And what was Pelosi's response? Quote, people will do what they do, unquote. But she feeds them, right? Try to imagine if the Democrats keep control of Congress. Four more years of her as Speaker of the House, there won't be a a statue left standing. Moving along to number 45, a Colorado congressional candidate recently raised money with a man who was caught on camera saying he wanted to kill Trump supporters, Ike McCorkle, who was challenging U.S. Representative Ken Buck, a Republican, McCorkle held an online fundraiser on September 17th titled, quote, Be Aware Climate Care. And with him was the chair of this group called Our Revolution Weld County. His name was Christopher Jacks. And while on open camera, Jacks says, I want to change this country with violence. There's only one way to do it. Guillotines, motherfucker. Killing random Nazis on the street. And Jack is a student of the French Revolution, I would presume. Number 46, Rashida Tlaib, Democratic Congresswoman from Michigan, whose parents moved to America for a better life, has regularly misrepresented history and bashed the country that offered her family freedom. She said this about America, quote, we must begin with dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. Now, Rashida Talib also says her Palestinian ancestors made a safe haven for Jews after the Holocaust. That is has been challenged every step of the way. Read history, which is just the opposite. And of course, Talib is another socialist member of the squad. 47. Joe Biden's presidential campaign. <laughs> I laugh when I saw this is posting cat videos on social media as the candidate has quote called a lid and retired to his basement for several days to prepare for the final presidential debate. A Facebook post shared by the campaign on Tuesday shows cats playing with mask campaign paraphernalia and office equipment. If he wins the presidency, I guess I'm wondering, will he treat the problems of the country with the same seriousness? Does the White House have a basement that he can hide, as he has done for most of the campaign? Will he bring his cats? Will he be known as the cat president? Or, well, I've got another term for cat that I might use, but yeah. Number 48, And Kamala Harris was a prosecutor, she was known as being aggressive in her prosecutions against those with marijuana charges. And on The Breakfast Club, which is a New York City-based radio show, She was asked if she had ever smoked marijuana and Harris said, quote, I have and I inhaled. I did inhale, unquote. Pretty gutsy for someone who bragged about putting away over 1,500 people on marijuana charges when she was the prosecutor in San Francisco. 49, taken last May from the Federalists, Minnesota Democratic Governor, Tim Waltz announced plans for a phased reopening that allows restaurants, bars, salons, and tattoo parlors to reopen, plus a wide array of other businesses. But of the few institutions that must remain closed, however, are churches. Nearly identical guidelines were issued by North Carolina Democratic Governor Roy Cooper before a federal judge struck down the executive order as discriminatory. A similar story played out in California where the state's Democratic governor, Gavin Newsom, unveiled plans for a reopening that notably excludes places of worship while paving the way for secular businesses to restart operations. One Kentucky governor even threatened to arrest those attending drive-in Easter services In mid-April, when lockdowns were in full bloom, before being blocked by a federal judge, the Constitution does not matter to these progressive Democrats. This should be a clear sign to you of what is going to happen to our religious institutions throughout this country if the Democrats regain control of Congress, or keep control of Congress, take over control in the Senate, and gain the presidency. We are in deep, deep trouble. And we will be in deep trouble if even one of those branches is controlled by the Democrats. Finally, number 50. In a piece out of Reason Magazine, quote, nobody making under 4000 bucks would have their taxes raised, period, bingo, unquote, said Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden last May. And he keeps on making that claim. And it, it's a, he, he's done it throughout the course of his campaign. If he takes the White House and sticks to his present platform, it appears to be true. But that slogan leaves out the broader economic implications of some of Biden's plans. According to a study from the Hoover Institution at Stanford University, the core tenets of Biden's economic agenda, are to increase the corporate tax rate as well as taxes on high income earners to undo many of President Donald Trump's regulatory reforms and to implement new subsidies for n- renewable energy and the healthcare market. The researchers calculate that over the next decade, these churches would prompt the economy to shed 4.9 million jobs and the gross domestic product to drop 2.6 trillion. In the year 2030 alone, they say U.S. consumption would be down 1.5 trillion, and median income households would make $6,500 less. Now, people imagine that—that that in 10 years, with all the inflation that will continue to move, uh, uh, go ahead and increase—that you will be making $6,000 five hundred dollars less that's the life that joe biden is promising you that is what the socialists are embracing on top of all the other the, the dreams plans that will bankrupt this country that will destroy the basic institutions now before i sign off here I just also, there, there was so many, much more I could have included. And I do want to say this, that if you have uh, <clears throat> democratic, socialist, progressive, liberal-leaning friends out there <clears throat> that haven't voted yet, and they're thinking about voting for, voting for Biden, or maybe they've already voted, but they better look ahead to what's going to come if Biden does win and the, and the Democrats take control. You know if if they're not believing you here's 50 reasons why and they can sit there and talk about well trump's just not a a polite person well screw your politeness listen to this are you willing to trade trump's impoliteness his swagger his bravado do away with all that and end up taking all of this these 50 reasons which are basically promises, leads from the Democrats, from their mouths to where this country is going to head. Now, one more thing I want to add here too. I know this may sound silly, but if I do not want a one party system, I just, I mean, for God's sakes, I don't care if it's the Democrats or Republicans. But what I would pray to God might happen, I really do. I would hope that if we, the Republicans, conservatives, can take over or keep the presidency and can regain Congress and keep the majority in the Senate, if there is just the possibility of that, and I pray there is, that the Democrats are going to step away and they are going to look within themselves. And maybe we'll even see a reemergence of the Blue Dog Democrat. Maybe we'll find that the the, the the powers that be will look at themselves and say, you know what? If we want to win, you know, if if the if the running the government means that much, if we can go back and see what meant anything to us 50 years ago, can we reclaim that mantle? That just maybe the Democrats will start a process of reforming themselves and return to days of old but i won't hold my breath the way the socialists the aocs the talibs are are moving forward making their voices heard and all the big money that's behind them i don't i, I just i don't feel good about what the future of the democratic party is But I'd rather keep it to the Democratic Party than all of America. So that's why I urge you to vote Trump. And I've just given you 50 reasons why. Have a good day and take care from What About Bob.